0: What's up, Zach Oates author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Given Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a customer experience and marketing platform that gets you more reviews, more feedback, and more revenue. Want to learn more? Visit OvationUp.com. Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Give an Ovation, uh, special COVID-19 edition. We have with us Chris and Chris, father and son duo. Chris Jr. works at Ovation as one of our top restaurant consultants. And then we have Chris Sr., who's had 25 years in the restaurant and hospitality industry, from Fleming's to Marriott, Denny's, Zuka's, and currently at the uh, Brush Creek Luxury Ranch Collection. If you can't tell... Junior is the one with the hat on. Senior is the one with the long hair. They they look like their brothers, but (laughs) so anyway, Chris and Chris, thank you guys for uh, for joining us today. Absolutely, for sure. Great to be here. Now, Junior, I'll kick it off. I'll I'll send it over to you. I know you got some some questions for your dad, and um, yeah, let's let's just dive in and have a chat about this. You know, a crazy current situation and uh you know with 25 years experience chris senior you've been through a lot um so yeah let's let's chat
1: yeah so chris senior's got 25 years of experience in food and beverage i've almost got 25 years of experience uh being alive so you know hopefully he's got some good insight um biggest question i've got for you for sure would be you know you started in food and beverage uh in the 90s where you know, obviously communication was a lot different. How were you communicating with customers back then versus maybe how you're communicating now? How are you making sure that the guest experience is good and, and keeping that communication really high? I think that there's definitely two big differences
2: between, uh, you know, 25 years ago and now as far as communication go. One would definitely be the, the volume of communication that we get from from brands and from, from entities. You know, everybody's been inundated over the last week with, you know, you, you you don't know how many things you've signed up for until you've got all these <laughs> coronavirus emails over the last week or so from every brand you've ever interacted with wants you to know, you know how they're dealing with the the current situation. Um, so you know, not only have the means of communication changed, but just the the constant volume of it as well. You know, twenty five years ago, if something came up like this, and you know, maybe I guess nothing came up like this, but if something big came up and you, know, you had to close down. You, you taped a, a sign your to your front door, and people found out when they walked up to the to the front door that you weren't going to be open that day for whatever reason. Or, you know, if you had a promotion going on uh, for at that time, you know there was posters or whatever on the window, and you know, we uh, the the mailers were big. I, my first food and beverage job was in the the uh, pizza industry, and you know especially in music that the the mailers would go out on monday and we would just get absolutely clobbered every monday so it was it's it's definitely different now and i think just in some ways you know that's a good that's a good example about how things were almost more effective back then and how communication has gotten a little bit muddled and everybody's inundated not only a ton by singular brands but by tons of different brands at the same time so i think it's it's definitely harder now in a lot of ways people don't people aren't expecting that communication don't uh, don't necessarily know where to expect the communication to come from. And they're just getting it from
1: so many angles at the same time that it's, it's a muddled situation. Yeah. And you know, like back in the nineties where the only way you had to like let your customers know that you're closed or the only way that you had to get a promotion out to a customer was uh, via those mailers. And now, you know, you're getting emails, you're getting Facebook alerts, you're getting, you know, everything on social media, and email, you know, just like you said, you're getting flooded with all these things. Um, and so you've been through like 9-11, you've been through the 2008 economic downturn. Are there certain things that you feel like uh, restaurants, brick and mortar businesses can do to one, prepare for those things? And then two, I guess, you know, number two would be like, what can you do to keep business afloat during those times? And then, obviously, three: what to do to bounce back after a hard time like that? Yeah, I think on the customer side, the biggest thing is to just
2: maintain a really high level of engagement with your with your customers at all times, so that when things like this do happen, they're right there with you. Um, they they feel empathy for your business. Not just, they don't just see you as a place that takes their money. Um, they you know, if you hit a downturn, if if something like this happens where you're forced to close or forced to severely alter your operation that they have empathy for what's going on and they do what they can during that time and especially um after that time when, when things pass i think it, you know um operationally one of the biggest things and this is probably the hardest thing to do is, is just have money in the bank also so you can weather these types of storms um, you know i think everybody including me who was probably sitting around six months ago thinking things were going to be great. And, you know, like kind of, you know, you'd read news about a possible recession and not really think too much about it. And, you know, here we are. and What looks like it's going to be a, a pretty difficult time for a lot of businesses and especially the, the restaurant and hospitality industry. Yeah. So what do you, what do you do to actually combat that? I mean,
0: how do you combat that whole, when things are going well, um, how do you not just like continuously improve and try to grow and grow and grow? Uh, Cause obviously you have this, these two mindsets of like, we want to grow, but we want to be conservative. Um, you know, in, in your experience, because you've worked with some really big brands and you've worked with some, you know uh, you've worked with some really interesting brands and like, what, what do they do? What have you seen?
2: Well, I think a lot of times um, growth can kind of be the the kiss of death when you spread your, you spread your operations, then you spread your brand. Your and then you spread your customer engagement in, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the upstarts that I've worked for really had a, a strong core of, of, of believers, you know, not only within the organization, but their, their customers as well that were extremely loyal. And the further you spread that out, sometimes the, the more you just become another brand out there. Um, you know, I was, I was just having this conversation the other day with a, a chef and, you know, he had a very successful restaurant and opened the second one. And that was, that was this the kiss of death because everything that he had going in that restaurant, a lot of it was based on, on, on his personality and his devotion. And he, he didn't have a way to, to spread that to the second location. And you know, I think that having a, a strong, strong base and being as strong as you can in that base is very important before you spread to, to multiple locations. And then, You know, I think that that can also spread you thin financially and and make times like this that much harder because your, your money is, is out in that, that many more places and you've got less, less reserve when something like this happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like from what you're kind of saying, um, keeping like that, uh, that personality and like that loyal fan base is super important. You know, let's say you've got that one location that just, you've got the fan base, you've got the the personal touch, you've got everything that makes it special for your employees, your guests, everyone. But like the goal, I think for a lot of people for, you know, 75% of restaurant owners, restaurant operators is like, we want to open more locations. We want to expand, we're bigger. So what do you see being the difference between some of the brands that you've seen, uh, expand and, and continue that loyal fan base, continue that, personal touch versus this, the, the businesses, the brands that you've worked with that try to expand and grow and spread their operations thin. And that ends up being the, the, the death of them. What do you think would be kind of that difference? I think the
2: difference is, is the people. So if you've got, you know, if you've got a, a, a brand or a, you know, a small company that has people that, that are really you know, true believers in the concept, true believers in the, the leadership true believers in um you know where the where the organization is going they can go out and bring what you know the magic that's in that that first location or that that first group of locations to other locations or other markets um Mm -hmm. it's you know if you just send people out to you know go open another restaurant or go go open another market for us and you know they take it as just another job they're going to go out and open those those restaurants or their those locations and they're just going to be another. They're going to be just that. They're going to be just another location. They're not going to have the heart, and soul that the original building or concept or, or organization had. So I think you know, building that that huge base of you know people that believe in your concept, people that believe in you, before you start to go out and um, and and expand, and that you know that's on the the personnel side and the customer side. You've got to have that base before you
1: go out and, and try to take it elsewhere. Well, unless you're just sending people out to to do a job. That's what it sounds like can like beyond growth. Like that's what can, can keep a a restaurant or business, whatever kind of operation it is, that's, what's going to stop or or keep a restaurant afloat, Mm -hmm. make it recession proof when things like coronavirus and nine 11 and you know, the the economic downturn of 2008, seems like that's kind of the, the idea is like, you've got this solid leadership, solid communication with customers. Like you're doing things differently than like what, what Joe Schmo down the street is doing to like talk with your customers, uh, interact with them, get to know them, let them know about things that you're doing, changes you're making. Um, so yeah, I kind of like, like, cause I'm thinking of things how they are right now we're sitting and it's March 17th and you know, coronavirus is just kind of running rampant. People are stuck inside their houses like we are right sure. now. Um, and so, you know, in my mind, I'm just trying to wrap my head around kind of like, what would make a restaurant recession proof and how after this do, do do restaurants say, hey, our doors are back open? Mm-hmm. Everyone come on in and uh, and how do they have their guests say, Wow, you know, Chris's spot is back open and I'm gonna be there immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the biggest thing, and this goes back to having some, you
2: know, having some reserves on hand is being able to somehow keep the continuity of your of your team through those things. You know, you if your business if your business goes through a downturn of you know 75, 80 percent. Um, maybe even, even more, there's plenty of businesses out there that are just completely closed right now. Um, keeping your, your entire team is probably not going to be possible, but keeping as many of those core people through that. So, so they're there when you get to the other side, so guests walk in and see familiar faces. So Mm -hmm. you're not having to spend money to, to hire people and train people and buy new uniforms and, and everything else that goes with, with turnover that, you know, that and that's kind of the main reason I think of, of having that kind of rainy day fund is, is to get your, to get your team through it, to get your employees through it. Mm-hmm. So they're there on the other side, because you guess you guys are going to come back. Um, hopefully I think for the most part, this isn't, you know, this, this won't take so long that people will kind of forget their habits or, or completely you know change their spending habits. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a downturn for everybody. So there, there will be changes, but I think having those, those, that core of people there that made the business what it is before this. Yeah. Having them there at the other end of the tunnel is going to be huge. Not having to start all over, not having to train people having your guests walk in and see their favorite barista or server or bartender, whoever it is.
0: Yeah. So I like that. So doing all that you can, and that's part of the reserves is that how do you keep your people busy and engaged? And, and something that I'm thinking about here is like, you know, a lot of these people, um, you know, if I'm a restaurant owner right now, I'm thinking, okay, great. Like, I, I know I want to build my brand. I know I want to get people back. I'm doing the best I can to keep my people. But like, what do I do today? You know, like what, what do I do in this, in this current
2: situation?
0: How do I, um, yeah. How do I stay alive? Like, what, what do I do?
2: I think from the, like, I'll, I'll start with the, the customer engagement side. I think what people, and I don't think anybody's really doing, a whole lot of a good job of, of this right now um i think what people really want right now is, is some kind of good news they want to pick up their phone open whatever app they get their news from and just see some kind of bright light today or light at the end of the tunnel or just some kind of you know something that'll make them feel a little bit better I think yeah that's just like hey here's one.
0: i got i got some good news for you we just had an earthquake in utah <laughs> hey, is, is that the good news you were thinking about
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's probably it's a little bit outside the box, but I think that's probably one way that that businesses and brands could actually build some engagement through this I same email about what people are doing about coronavirus and why they're closing down and, and how they're following the CDC um, instructions but I, I think if, if somehow people were to engage people on a positive level throughout what's going on right now, and even if it has nothing to do with what's going on, just something to brighten people's day a little bit, I think that that would be a, a huge way to engage people at this, at this point. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think it it kind of goes the same for, um, for the, the employees of a lot of these businesses, you know, just stay engaged with them, you know, while getting to getting together in a big gathering isn't a good idea, you know, Somehow, you know, keeping in touch with them, whether it's a text or a call, or you know, meeting up, go for go for a walk, as long as it's less than ten people or whatever, you know, just think, things like that. You know, I'm in a little bit different situation because you know we're 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 actually still open right now at, at the at the resort, um, so we're still kind of in the mode that a lot of people were in a week ago, where there's a lot of uncertainty, and that's it's kind of the same thing I'm doing is just you know keeping people aware, letting people know when we're going to talk about changes, when we're going to um, talk about potentially closing things like that. So just keeping people engaged,
1: not only as far as what's going on, but just, you know, with some positivity as well. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I see every day, all day long on, you know, social media, I get emails and things we were closed, you know, don't, you know, don't worry. Like we're, we're shutting our doors, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, 90% of these, especially restaurants that are closing their doors, it's like a negative connotation. Um, but there's that like five or 10% that are like, we understand we've got to close our doors, but we're doing delivery. Like we're we're doing curbside, whatever it is, like, we're still going to get you food. We're going to do free delivery. We're going to do what it takes to like, just keep you, you know, and your family and, and us happy because we know it's kind of a crazy time. We know you're worried. We know the grocery store is crazy and you don't want to go there. So like, we'll cut the, you know, we'll, we'll cut into our margins a little bit and, and do free delivery or whatever it is. Or, and we had a an ovation partner who uh, he had to close obviously like his, his dine-in um, but he posted on his Instagram. He's like, we got to close our dine-in, but that gives us more room to, for activities and he gets his skateboard out and he, you know, he, does a kick flip on a skateboard and posts it on a story and it was just like for me as like a consumer, I was just like like that's a business that I'd go straight to their drive through because they're positive, they're looking at it optimistically. And uh and and most of all like they're communicating that to me as a customer. Right. They're like yeah. letting me know that even though we're closed and things are bad, like we're open, we're happy, we're good. So come and grab a whatever it is through our drive thru.
2: Yeah. You know? And while I you know it's hard to advocate anybody you know, profiting or, you know, finding a, a, you know, some kind of weird niche from, from this whole situation there. I think everybody, a lot of businesses can find some kind of niche like that where, you know, not, not necessarily, you know, to gouge people or anything like that, but to offer a service that does help people, you know, that I, I have heard, you know, kind of um, anecdotally about a lot of businesses down in, in Denver actually doing, doing better because they're doing so much takeout you know, they're, you know, they took what's obviously a, a bad situation and made the most of it. And I think there's there's probably a lot of opportunities out there. I think everybody's, you know, judging by kind of everybody's tone when they first closed, you know, you, I feel like every email I read that it, it could have been a, the same exact email with a different logo at the top, you know, just a <laughs> yeah. yeah, very kind of negative, uh, robotic. cautious, robotic tone. Um, and while, you know, there's, there's not a lot of fun to be had in this situation, I think that you know, there's definitely things that can be done that can differentiate people still, differentiate brands still, and serve the guests because people still people are going to get bored. You know, one of my worries is that you know a week a week from now, people are just going to be done with sitting at home and sending their friends memes and watching Netflix and everything <laughs> else, and they're just going to you know say screw it and go back to go back to regular life. Um, so, I, I think that helping people through the, the boredom of this is going to be a big part of it as well.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, so love that. So, so really the final takeaways are making sure that you stay, you're staying engaged with your customers, communicating with them. Um, and I, I love the fact that once this is all over, do what you can to keep the people that, so that way you don't have that huge up curve. And lastly, bring in some good news, right? Like I, I love that. We um, wonder, one of my uh, one of our customers has he's got a food truck and um, and so I mean what what do you do in, in these times right and he's doing like a family uh, stay at home quarantine package where he's like sending food that he cooks partially and then he sends it to them to finish cooking at home and he's including a board game uh, no. you know and so things like that like what could we do to to make it more fun uh, have someone who's going and delivering. Um, treats to nurses at a hospital. Right. And uh, these are the kinds of things that we want to hear about that we want to, that we want more of, and that now more than ever, you know, we, we need that. So
2: yeah. Any, any, uh, any final words there, Chris? Um, yeah, I mean, one, one last thing that came to mind as far as like customer engagement is people are going to be on their phones more than ever right mm. now. I mean. Uh, my, I guess you know what I'm thinking is is make that engagement count for sure, because they're they're going to see a lot of a lot of uh, content over the next little little while. So I mean, I guess my advice would be take take this time to put together something something awesome as far as your content goes, as far as your engagement goes. I think you know for everybody um, on a bigger scale, just I think everybody just needs to keep their head up, not. Sneeze around to other people. Uh, wash, wash, your hands. You know, I, uh, I'm hoping that everybody in the restaurant industry's hands are as dry as mine are from washing them 75 times a day. Um, but that's pretty much my advice. You know, I've been like like you guys have talked about. I've been through this a ton of times, and I think the biggest thing is you know re- remaining positive, keeping your team tight knit during these things, and just be ready when you hit the other side because eventually that red light turns green. You got to be ready. Love it.
0: Chris, Chris, thank you guys so much for for joining. Uh, Great advice. Great questions. Appreciate you both. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Thanks a lot. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe, and as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.